welcome to this Xbox Life episode number 262, titled 25 Reasons. This is the show where we talk about the Xbox, all three of them, the original, 360, and the one, and anything else that we want to talk about. This show uh, was recorded on Monday, October 7th, 2013, in the Midwest and Southwest studios of this Xbox Life. I'm Rob, one of your fantastic hosts for today, also known as Presar on this Xbox Live. And with me, as always, I got my bestest bud, Mr. Mark. Yeah, hey, what's up? What up, my friend? Long time no talk since uh, episode 261, right? <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Which I think we also recorded on Monday. Yes, we've fallen Let's... into that Monday trap for some reason. <laughs> Actually, we've had busy Sundays lately. We have. Of sorts. So uh, hopefully we'll get the next one done on Sunday, if not on Monday. <laughs> the fallback. The, that's we'll, the, we'll get it done next week day. for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be done on a day that ends in a Y. <laughs> there you go. One of them there. So then i uh, also like to make a quick mention, thanks to Times After Dusk for our fantastic uh, intro music. Uh, be sure to check them out at timesafterdusk.com. They definitely have some cool tunes over there. And uh, before we get on with the show, Mark, did you have anything that you wanted to discuss? Uh, just a reminder to that you can now support our show by doing your shopping at amazon.com. So you can go to our website, Right, you know, just click on the the Amazon box there on the right-hand side. It'll take you to our associates page. Or you could just go to thisxboxlife.com forward slash Amazon. And uh, that will also redirect you to the correct page. So the either works. And then, uh, you know, hey, bookmark that page when you get there. Bookmark it and uh, use that uh, for all future purchases. So that would be awesome. And uh, we are uh, also, we announced we're going to be on Twitch TV. So if you're looking for us, if you want to subscribe to us, uh, go to Twitch and just look for this Xbox Life. Uh, no spaces in it. It's all, I, I did it earlier today under my uh, under my Wingman account and I, I couldn't find it. Um, that's because I was spacing it out. So actually, you know, this Xbox Life with no spaces, you'll okay. get our page and you can subscribe. And then what you'll get from that is, um, I think the application we're going to use does allow us to announce when we're about to record. So we can announce it, and then we're going to start recording. And I think Rob and I are going to start our test runs next week. We were going to do it today, but we've got a special spoiler cast to add to the end of this, um, and we wouldn't be able to do that with the two yet. Or we're not, you know, it's just not, we're going to learn all the ropes. So probably next week we'll do our first official video, but it'll just be uh, for us to learn and see how it works. So. But if you're subscribed, you will get announced when we are starting that in case you want to check it out. Um, so that's my announcements for the week. Excellent. So uh, I think we're ready to get going, right? Let's do it. Let's do it. So what have you been playing today, or this uh, past week, bud? Rob, you might be surprised. Um, I've been. It's been a little light. I have not done a lot of gaming. I did play some Grand Theft Auto V. That's pretty much about it. Um, nothing else. I just have been. Well, there's a lot to do in Grand Theft Auto V. I've just been busy. 
Um, and lately, I don't know, the game, I do like the online. The online, I think, is a lot more fun than the, the campaign. I just can't get myself okay. in the campaign. But um, uh, it's just, uh, I, I don't know, I'm kind of in a, a funk. I did actually play Blur, too. I take I did forget about oh, that. I did nice. play some Blur one night with some guys, so uh, I did get a little bit in. And I actually got an achievement that was kind of funny. I was just oh, jumping on because awesome. I saw some guys playing Blur, and I was like, "Hey, I haven't played that in a long time. I love that game." So, Is that what the achievement was? You haven't played in you haven't played me in a long time. Achievement? <laughs> uh, time? No, it was winning like in every type of match, and we played a hardcore match. And they were, they were you know it was a boosting thing so that they could and everybody could get the achievement so. So it wasn't like it was hard, but it was cool. I enjoyed playing. It was fun just to play the game again. Oh, yeah. So that's I did play that. But that's it. Just those two games and not a lot of time on them. Just maybe just a couple of hours this week. So. Okay. How about you? Did you get it? Yeah, for You may have actually me, surpassed me this week, huh? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. <laughs> uh, I got a little bit of uh, Wordament, and they just released it for Android. I don't even remember what day it was. Did you hear about this one? I've got it on iPhone, yeah. Yeah, so it's the Microsoft, uh, I don't know, Word boggle. game. It's like Something boggle. like that, yeah. <laughs> it's like Boggle that's done actually pretty nicely. Yeah. So they it just recently released for Android, so I installed it and, and played it, and uh, it's basically shown me that my vocabulary consists of three-letter words. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, yeah, it's it, it's... I, I score anywhere from like 15 to 20 words per round, and my average is 3.8 letters long. <laughs> you know, my words are all like cat, mat, cap, caps, cats. Yeah, I always do the cat and then look for that S, like a cat, <laughs> rats, and rat, and mat, and mats, and hat, and hats. I'm like, yeah, I feel pretty cool because I'm adding that S <laughs> yeah. every time. Where you look and for then, the ES or the ER. <laughs> And, and, you know, my issue with these games has always been, you, you see these people, like, at the top of the leaderboard. Finding, like, 800 how, words in 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, I mean, how, how does that happen? How? How? That is impossible. And they're, like, they're, like, scoring, like, if there's a Z or a Q in any of those, I never use it because I can't find anything to use it. And then you see, like... <laughs> Equilibrium for 800 points. Extrapolation <laughs> for 9,000 points. How do they do it? Yeah, I don't know. I think they're cheating. <laughs> hackers. <Yeah. laughs> Wordament hackers. Exactly. It's one of those uh, like engineering school proofs where you know you have a phone, then you got a camera, and then you have like a like a robotic finger that just like traces everything <laughs> on there. Yeah. They're rigged. So uh, anyway, uh, I I played a little bit of that, and I'm excited uh, that I actually got some more gamer score because of it. There you go. Yeah. So uh, the frustration level is a little. It's getting higher the more I play with it. So pretty much uh, it's going to be probably uninstalled by the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun little time waster. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's actually done really nicely. Kudos to Microsoft for doing such a bang-up job on that. So that's it for me, my friend. Right. So are you ready to get on with the shoe? Let's get on with the shoe. All right. So first thing that we're going to talk about today is 
a Microsoft infographic. Can you believe that Microsoft released an infographic, Mark? You know, if we were doing this video, Rob, we could display that infographic. Why would we want to put something in there to complete to compete with our handsome faces? That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, Microsoft has yet again released an infographic and, and a mighty cool one at that. Uh, this one is 25 Reasons to Love Xbox One. Not like you need whole 25 reasons. <laughs> but uh, uh, the infographic uh, was on, X- on uh, Xbox Wire. And uh, here are the reasons. It's got the biggest blockbuster exclusives, including titles such as, but not limited to, Forza 5, Rise, Halo, Dead Rising, Connect Sports Rivals, Sunset Overdrive, uh, Quantum Break. I totally forgot about that game. Yeah, that's going to be good. Yeah, looking forward to that one, yeah. And Killer in- in- Instinct. Killer Instinct. Then uh, it's gotten 111 awards. It's the most award-winning next-generation exclusive. or It has the most award-winning uh, next generation exclusive games at E3, more than all of, our, of their competitors. That's it's got, a lot. The, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's got the biggest uh, multi-platform games, including, but not limited to, uh, Destiny, Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed Four, Black Flag, The Witcher Three, Wild Hunt, Elder Scrolls Online, Call of Duty Ghosts, NBA Two K Fourteen, Madden Twenty Five. FIFA 14, Battlefield 4, and Tom Clancy's The Division. Yeah. On, on, a, on a sad note, did you hear about Tom Clancy? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a bummer. He passed, passed yes. away, so. Anyway, moving on. Uh, next generation graphics. It supports 1080p, 60 frames per second for cinematic realism. And also adaptive AI that learns to play like you and your friends, which uh, seems pretty sweet. And I guess Forza 5 is the one that they're really pushing this on, right? Do you, do you know of any other titles? That's the only one I'm aware of at the moment. With it, Well, mm, I'm not sure. The Call of Duty Ghost has got the squad, but I don't think it's based on how you play. But I, I, I'm not sure. I remember seeing the video, and I thought they were talking about that, about the way that, that your squad, your your will learn and, and play. So it's like playing against real people. Okay. So that could be a part of it. That Yeah, Forza's got the drive guitars. So, but those are the only two that I can think of off the top of my head that might have that ability. Okay. I, I'm sure the Killer Instinct is going to have something in there too, since that's oh, yeah. a first-party title. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, we've got uh, More Choice by trade, sell, or give away your game discs, or download games digitally the moment they launch. All right. uh, see, this one seems kind of lame. i got to call lame on this one because this is yeah. the same as everything else. Every other platform has the same thing. <laughs> so, PS4 has got the same thing, so that's kind of a... So I'm going to say 24 reasons to love Xbox One. <laughs> Okay. I guess it's still a reason I love it, but it's not. It's not like Ooh, we've got this and that others don't. So, but I guess you could say the same for the the, the graphics and. Uh, anyways, never mind. Okay, 
Hey, shut up, Mark. <laughs> then for Call of Duty Ghosts, all downloadable content will be first on Xbox One. Yeah, yeah, buddy. FIFA 14 Ultimate Team Legends only on Xbox. That's a big one for the FIFA folks. Battlefield 4, Second Assault Expansion Pack, first on Xbox One. And then... This this next one is, I think, the one and only reason you need to love your Xbox One. The linchpin there. Titanfall, the only next-gen console where you can play Titanfall. That's going to be huge, based on uh, the hype on this game. All right. Then uh, moving on to best multiplayer and service, there are 300,000 servers to power Xbox Live, the proven multiplayer service. That's True that. Yeah, that's crazy. 300,000. Uh, I like this one. No jerks. <laughs> oh, Rob, you're not going to be on? <laughs> no, hey now. I'm just kidding. We're not. Uh, extensive reputation system helps keep annoying players out of your game. That, yeah, we'll uh, see. Much appreciated. See how that okay. works, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can play while you match. Play, watch TV, or surf the web while matches are set up. And smarter matchmaking with Smart Match. Then moving on to games and entertainment. We have premium apps, which include Netflix, Hulu Plus, ESPN, and many more. So you can do uh, all that stuff, which, I mean, I think that's stuff you could do with the current one anyway. They're going to have Skype in 1080p plus group chat for up to four people. Yay. And then, uh, what's that little asterisk? 1080p only with one-to-one Skype video calls. Then the NFL on Xbox, NFL.com, Fantasy Football, your team's highlights, real-time stats and scores all together on your TV. So th- this is the one where they had, like, the overlays, right, on the football games. Yes, yeah, this looks pretty cool. Yeah, so I imagine then you need to do your fantasy football stuff through NFL.com, right? I would expect that it, it would work or, that way. Yeah. Uh, live TV, jump from game to TV, movies, music, and sports. This one uh, is definitely only on uh, Xbox One. That's true. Then snap two things side by side. Play a game while watching TV. Or play. actually, that that should <laughs> say watch TXL on Twitch while playing a game. There you go. That, that's what it should say out there. Then yep. never miss a moment. Get multiplayer alerts while watching TV. And switch instantly. Jump from a game to TV, movies, music, sports, and back again. Okay. And then built for the future. It's got the new advanced connect included in the box. Advanced voice and gesture control and 1080p HD camera with a 60% larger field of view. You know, this thing better be improved because I think I was telling you the other day maybe that I, I had my Connect unplugged for a long time. Yep, well, I plugged yep. it back in, like, last weekend. I had to unplug yep. it in the middle of the week because I was watching a TV program, um, 
through, I think, Amazon Prime or maybe Xbox Video. No, I was watching a movie. I was actually watching a movie from Xbox Video. And, uh, oh, what was it? It was a horrible movie. Dinner with the Schmucks. Oh, <laughs> dude, don't waste nice your time. Uh, yeah, well, it had the guy from The Office, um, Steve Carell. And, yeah, his uh, movies are like hit and miss. Oh, I wish I could have got my time back. But like right in the middle of the movie, all of a sudden it like just starts rewinding. So I had to get up and unplug the connect. <laughs> I was just like, and nice. it didn't say Xbox. Like, come on. So then this new one better be about it better be truly advanced. If I have to unplug it just to watch a movie, I'm going to be ticked off. Yes, yeah, so hopefully it won't rewind. Hopefully they're like fast forward or something. <laughs> yeah, that's improved. We're going forward. Yeah. The next one works with the devices you already own. Unique cross-screen experience with smart glass. Yeah. That, that's, I think this has some like huge potential and it's going to be really interesting to see what they come up with. Yeah. You know, initially, like the stuff that we see this year, it's going to probably pale in compared to what we'll see in like a year or two. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. This is going to get, this is going to grow to be probably pretty, you know, some pretty unique gaming experiences that I think people will take advantage of more and more. Oh, yeah. Then uh, Game DVR, record and share your epic moments. And then Next Generation Xbox Live, which keeps getting better over time. Yeah, it so does. So those are the 25 reasons to love Xbox One. Love really... in the afternoon. <laughs> oh boy. There there go some unsubscriptions to our to our feed. It's alright, I'm the only one subscribed on Twitch, so Yeah, okay. I take that back. I think Braun's on there too. Poor guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. Alright, so uh, uh thanks to Microsoft for another uh, pretty cool uh infographic and keep them coming. True that, true that. True that. Alright, well, I do got. I did forget to mention at the very beginning of the show, and we got a special treat today. That at the end of this podcast, you will have the opportunity to hear our Splinter Cell Blacklist spoiler cast. So if you've played yep. through the game, um, and I, I really tried to take a back seat here, and I led it to our two community members who joined us, who joined with me uh, earlier in the week to have this discussion. So be sure to listen in afterwards. But one of the things that was announced while, like, was while we were doing the show, and I had to mention it in there, so you'll hear it again later, and that's Sniper Elite Three has released a debut uh, trailer, uh, and the trailer's not that great. I, I didn't think it was anything special. However, it was an announcement of Sniper Elite Three, which in and of itself was the bomb, baby. I was so stoked when I saw that because uh, if you've Played Sniper Elite 2, mm-hmm. V2. I absolutely love that game, um, and I am really excited that they're coming out with another one. And this will be um, coming to next gen, so it will be on Xbox One. And it's coming out sometime next year. So, and this will take the same, you know, the, the same character protagonist. Uh, this is a World War II uh, era game, uh, but you're going to be in North Africa this time, and the hunt is on for secret German technology that could turn the tide of the war. So. Chances are you're gonna, you know, have some pretty cool sniper shots and, you know, oh yeah, skeletal destruction and, you know, shooting off vital body parts of people uh, again in <laughs> motion. So yeah, 
<laughs> that was that game was just done so well. It was so it was. much fun. Uh, it, it's just like one of the best sniping games I've ever played. Oh, by far, yeah. So, so. Without a doubt. So there we go. Uh, Sniper Elite 3 will be out next year, 2014. Cool. All right. Now, would you say it was accurate that you enjoy uh, pinball effects? Uh, yeah, I would say. Do you, do you actually do you actually enjoy those goofy pinball games on your? I love them on your Xbox. Them. I buy which I is surprising. Every single one of them. Which is surprising, don't you think? I no. mean, who would have thought? Like, if somebody told you, it's like, hey, Mark, you'll like pinball games. On your Xbox. Normally, before you play it, you'd be like, what? No. No, I wouldn't. You can play stupid pinball. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you would. This is the best way to play it is on the Xbox. (laughs) It truly is. I mean, I've played PC games, you know, pinball PC, and um, I've played other pinball games on the Xbox, and uh, the one from Zen Studios, Pinball FX2, is absolutely the best. The tables look great. They're fun. They just work great. You know, all the other pinball games, there's too much time in menus, and it's just not set up very well, and then the tables themselves don't look so good. So, uh, yeah, I love Zen Studios pinball games. They look amazing. Absolutely. They're pinball done right. Exactly. Well, here's something for you, man. On October 15th, Zen Studios is going to have some more pinball tables to release for Star Wars pinball. Sweet. All right. Sold. (laughs) So uh, they're going to have, uh, oh, and uh, so this is going to be released on uh, uh, PSN on October 15th. Who cares? Yeah. And then uh, the following day, it's going to be released on Xbox Live Arcade, Steam, Windows 8, iOS, Android, and Kindle. So I, I guess Kindle. the real number... Yeah, the real date that we're looking for is October 16th, then. Okay. Looks like. So October 16th, uh, they're going to be releasing uh, a couple more tables. And it's going to have three uh, different ones here. Uh, it says, the balance of the force includes three new locale locales based around series uh, loud breather Darth Vader. <laughs> the planet of Endor from Star Wars Return of the Jedi and a Starfighter assault table that pays homage to the series iconic space battles. So that's going to be very cool. I'm all over this. Oh yeah. Definitely. So uh it's probably safe to say that these are like insta buys for for yep. your for your discriminating gamer. Absolutely. So look for those on October 16th. Unless you have a PlayStation. And then you shouldn't even be listening to us. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. And if, and if, you, got a, and if you have a Wii U and a Mac, then those have been delayed. Sorry. Sorry, Charlie. Alrighty. Back at you, buddy. Okay, Rob, you know, last week I talked about, I made a comment that uh, we were talking about Arkham Origin had a season pass. Mm-hmm. And I was, I think if you recall, I was mentioning how I thought it was kind of garbage that most of it was all costumes. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say... Wasn't it kind I, of pricey? Well, I think it was $20, but you only got yeah. like one real content and everything else was like costumes or skins. Yeah. yeah. So, not to, I'm not saying I started something, but the internets are in an uproar. 
and uh, here, over the season pass. So here, here's the story. Arkham Origins producer has responded to fan backlash about the costume-heavy season pass and also confirmed there are no plans for the video game franchise to cross over with the movies. So when it was announced last week, the season pass managed to draw the ire of many fans due to the fact that it was mainly made up of cosmetic additions to the game rather than extra levels or content. Now, in an interview with IGN, producer Guillaume Vogel, apologize if I butchered that name, has asserted that there will still be a great deal of value in the season pass. So here comes the PR spin. Quote, the costume DLC is going to be available with the season pass, and it's basically a bonus, right? He explained. There's going to be a lot of value in that season pass, one of the items we can't talk about yet. We'll just wait for the gamers to really see what the entire package contains. It's going to be a big deal. So what that tells me is they're like, oops, we got some bad PR. We better add something else in and then tell them, oh, yeah, it's still undetermined. Uh, We just can't talk about it yet. So they're trying to scramble to figure out. That's what that tells me. But um, He went on to discuss the future of the franchise, uh, though he wouldn't be drawn on whether we could expect uh, Warner Brothers games montreal to create another arkham game or if we'd see series veterans rock steady back at the helm he did make it clear that arkham games would always be kept completely separate from the movies so but uh i mean that's all they're really responding to is just saying there's still some secret item that they haven't talked about we'll have to wait and it's a big deal so i'm calling bunk i think it's uh they're just going to have to add something now to try to make up for the backlash so Mm -hmm. oh yeah Glad to see I'm not alone. That's right. That's right. So. Then, uh, done? Back at you, Rob. All right. All right. So the Battlefield 4 beta has uh, released, and one nifty thing that they've got in there is, uh, I guess there's three different options for uh, colorblind folks, which uh, I am one of them. <laughs> colorblind people. Colorblind people shouldn't be playing video games. Dude, you're just going to get your ass kicked. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Your hiney <hiding> kicked. Hiney <laughs> kicked. <laughs> your tushy. <laughs> There's a lot of folks out there that, that have it. I'm kidding because I know you're kid. colorblind. <laughs> I kid, I kid. But uh, anyway, uh, so I guess there's three different options uh, based on uh, different kinds of colorblindness that you have. And they were actually talking about this. Did you listen to the Major Nelson uh, radio? No, Last I did week? not. Yeah, they were talking about that on there. And uh, oh, what's that guy that that uh, that's on there all the time? So there's that girl, what, Laura Lollipop or whatever, e? and then that other that guy. E. Yeah, I think that might have been him. Anyway, I guess he's colorblind and he was playing this and uh, he was just loving it. So anyway. Um, uh, from a uh, little report on joystick over here, uh, those uh, that suffer from ga- color blindness generally see a distorted field of colors different from those seen by non-colorblind people. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I don't know if I would really agree with that because it's not well. It's not that you see different colors; it's just that colors look the same. At least that's how it is for me. But anyway. Uh, By changing certain hues within the game to those that colorblind folks can see more easily, uh, DICE is able 
to make battlefields for far more inclusive to potential virtual soldiers. And uh, uh, squad colors in the Battlefield 4 beta can be altered to appear more recognizable for those suffering from it. And these are the three different kinds here. There are Deuteranopia, Tritonopia, and Protonopia, which are the three most prevalent forms of colorblindness. So that's uh, that's really cool. I'm, you know, it's, it's it's awesome to see a developer actually go down this road. It's not that many games that actually uh, will go to this level for colorblind folks because there's a lot of games in particular like uh, like I know one game that you love, Bejeweled. Yeah. Like that game is like near un- unplayable for me just because I can't see the differences between some of the colors. You know, especially like when there's like three different colors that look so close to each other, you spend more time trying to like, is this the same as this one? No, it looks a little darker. This one's a little lighter. I mean, it just ruins the fun. You you can't enjoy a game if you're just trying to figure out the differences between stuff. So big kudos to Dice for doing this. So uh, look for Battlefield 4 when it uh, comes out later on this month at the end of the month, October 29th. Good to see that happening, and hopefully oh, yeah, the developers yeah. will take a uh, t- uh, notice and, uh, and follow suit. Yeah. If you're a fan of Bioshock Infinite, then you'll be happy to know Burial at Sea Episode 1, the first of two pieces of downloadable content that will return players to Bioshock's City of Rapture, will be available this holiday season. During a recent visit to Irrational Games, studio head Ken Levine said Part 1 will be out before the holiday. And there's still uncertainty about Episode 2. Rational's director of marketing said, It's not done yet. We don't have a date yet. We covered some of the details of, on Episode 1. In, um, well, we didn't. But Episode two, um, 2 will have players take a walk in Elizabeth's shoes. And uh, I don't know what Episode 1 will have you do, but you can check out the video uh, preview of it over at Joystick. And the two packs are priced at $15 a piece, and they can also be purchased in the Bioshock Infinite Season Pass. So, I don't know if that okay. means, it, it's weird how they wrote that, I don't know if that means it's part of a Season Pass, or it says it can be purchased in the Pass, in the Season Pass. So, I don't know, 15 bucks a piece, two new pieces of DLC coming for Bioshock Infinite. So, there you go. Okay. Alright. Now, uh, Assassin's Creed 4 is going to be uh, coming out pretty soon here. And, you know, I was just thinking about this earlier today. I mean, we've got less than two months until uh, release day. That is true, my friend. Man, it's going to come so quick. I know. It, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's awesome. Can't wait. Anyway, Assassin's Creed 4 uh, is coming pretty soon. And one thing that uh, the developer has done to kind of help people out uh, and get caught up if they've never played Assassin's Creed 4 is in the UK, or I'm sorry, not in the UK, in Europe, uh, they're going to be releasing kind of like a compilation of Assassin's Creed titles uh, that they're going to be calling Assassin's Creed Heritage Collection. It's going to have the original Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 2, which is going to be the Game of the Year edition, which will include the Battle of Forley and Bonfire of the Vanities, uh, add-ons there as well. 
Game of the Year editions are always welcome because <laughs> they got more stuff. They're more more better. So uh, again, it's got uh, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Two, Game of the Year, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed Revelations, and Assassin's Creed Three. That's like all of them, isn't it? I think so. Is there anything missing? Um, I'll have to. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, I, it was yeah. like everything. Yeah, I think it is. So uh, anyway, uh, this is going to launch in the UK on November eighth. And uh, again, uh, Ubisoft has said uh, it was for European release only, so I guess uh, it's not going to be available for us here in the U.S. At least not yet. Yeah, the, the, I'm not. Well, I'm not saying that they will release it, but who knows? You never know. I think the only thing missing is the stuff that was like. I think there were some Assassin's Creed games for the Vita, but these are all the main franchises that they're. Yeah, together. the big titles. Right. Yeah, and it will be coming out for the 360, PS3, and Windows. So, look for it November 8th. Alrighty. In Europe. Call of Duty Ghosts, I mentioned this earlier, they had released a new video this week, and I highly recommend you guys check it out. Go to calldutycom forward slash ghosts, and you can see the new multiplayer video that they have, where they talk about the squads. This, I think, this looks really good. I am excited about this. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. But uh, it is a hybrid AI and human multiplayer experience is what this squads mode is. And it says, first a player forms their own squad, which is a group of soldiers with varying perks and loadouts designed to support a certain playstyle. This squad then levels up and progresses as the player unlocks XP throughout the various squad-centric multiplayer modes. All the XP earned in each of these squad modes can then carry over to the multiplayer experience. Um, one of the things I thought was cool is it's like, Rob, like like you could get your squad right, get built up, and I get one built up, and then you and I can play against each other with our squads backing us up. Okay. So it's basically kind of, you know, I think that's cool. There's also, you and I could get in a game and take on another player's squad, even though they're not there. So, you know, I could play like if you're out, you know, you're working and I'm, I'm sick, <coughs> sick that day. Um, while you're, while you're working, I can boot up Call of Duty Ghosts and play against your squad. And when you come back and put the game on that night, when you get back from work, you'll be like, hey, my guys ranked up because they were in a match while you were gone. So I, I think it's kind of cool. And they got some really neat stuff. So different type of game types in there that look interesting. And I think I, could probably might spend some time doing this. This one actually has got me pretty interested in this. Um, and so look for this game. Launches on November 5th um, on the 360, and of course it'll be out on the 22nd with Xbox One. So can't wait, man. It's going to be fun. Okay. Then uh, for GTA Online, uh, looks like there was a, a money and reputation exploit. There's so there's so many ways yeah. to exploit stuff in this game. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Actually, at some point, uh, isn't that like the premise of, of the whole game? Exploiting stuff, I, and, I suppose. Yeah, and taking advantage and <laughs> and all that stuff. So, so yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff out there, and it looks like uh, uh, like one that I heard of involved a submarine. Something about swimming to a submarine and uh, 
you get like 12 grand and then if you switch characters you can go back and do it again and again and yeah, again and again there's like treasure chests buried there you can swim to a treasure chest and collect it and then yeah switch back to another character and then you switch back to that person and they're still at that point but they've got like all their air and you know it's like they're completely re- their stats are reset so you can just keep going back and forth and collecting tons of money and yep. never run out of air or oxygen so it looks like uh, there's some patches going out to uh, take care of some of this stuff. And, uh, you know, we'll probably get stuff little by little. Now they got to fix the game first so people can play online. Yeah. It's interesting. I've not had any problems playing the game online. It's been working for me. But I got a lot, I know a lot of people that they can't even get in. So now the patch, supposedly all those issues have been resolved, but I've still seen people in our Facebook group saying they can't play. So, oh, yeah. And those that couldn't play that now can play, or no, there's people that were on. I'm a little nervous to go in there now because they said that their their stats are reset or stuff. They lost stuff that they had or their money was all gone. Their characters have been deleted. So those that were able to get in might have problems now getting back on. So it's been a it's been a bit of a mess for for those guys to get that game up and running in online mode. Actually, maybe all the problems were caused by the size of the This Xbox Life uh, group. <laughs> yeah, our crew. On GTA 5, yeah. Uh, what are we What are we up to since you brought it up? I think the last I looked, it was like 126 or something. Yeah, yeah. Pull it up right now and take a look. Oh, we're at 131. <laughs> awesome. 131 That's awesome. people in our crew. That is insane, dude. That's, that is that, awesome. That is so awesome, yep. So, more, more. <laughs> yeah, join our crew, socialclub.rockstargames.com forward slash this Xbox Life, but it does not have an O in Xbox. So, correct. There you go. All right, back at you, my friend. All right, what are we doing? What are we doing? Borderlands 2. All right, border. This is kind of cool, Rob. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gearbox is hosting a loot. Hunt competition. It's going to give players a shot at earning in-game and real-life prizes as you mow down the inhabitants of Pandora. Uh, Once players register at the event site, they can enter themselves in the raffle by hunting daily targets within the game starting on October 11th. So you still got a couple days to get uh, signed up for this. The prize pool will include loot chests filled with NVIDIA Shield and Falcon Northwest Tiki PC combos. NVIDIA GeForce GTX 660 Ti graphics cards, PlayStation Vitas with copies of Borderlands 2 Vita once it's released, and lifetime passes to everything 2K ever has and will put out on Steam. Wow. Wow. One player will also win 50,000 in cash, while four others earn scaled amounts from a second pool of 50,000 in cash. So, and if you don't win a physical prize, you still have a collective chance with other players at unique in-game loot. By completing the Loot Hunters community goals, uh, the event site describes these as daily campaigns of genocide against a special type of enemy with that day's unique gun. Uh, if enough are slaughtered in the name of personal benefit, those involved earn a special gun at the end of the week. Only players in the U.S. are eligible for the physical rewards, but the in-game rewards will be available to Vault Hunters worldwide. Cool. So 
That's pretty cool. So the the event site is borderlands2loothunt.com. That's where you'll want to go and sign up uh, to do that if you're going to go after it. Sweet. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So so then you'd be a vault hunter and a loot hunter. Yeah. A true looter. <laughs> All right. Loot hunter. Hunt yes. Looter. <laughs> All right, so... We talked about Smart Glass a little bit ago. Well, we're going to talk about it more right now. There's a really cool article on Xbox Wire uh, the other day about Smart Glass and how the developers are really coming up with some innovative ideas uh, to use it. And uh, in particular, in this article, we're talking about Dead Rising 3 Project Spark and Just Dance 2014, which is Mark's uh, favorite upcoming title. Yes, it's it's a real shame uh, you, we're not doing this on Twitch right now because <laughs> you would have seen Mark's moves. But anyway, that just prepares you. <laughs> it prepares you for what's yet to come. <laughs> so uh, they uh, go on to uh, talk a little bit about each of the different uh, titles. So first off with Dead Rising 3, when Microsoft uh, gave us an opportunity to use Xbox Smart Glass and Dead Rising 3, we immediately established two simple goals. Integrate the experience into the storyline and fiction of Los Perdidos and ensure the experience is additive yet rewarding. We're now about two months from launch, and I'm excited to say that we've accomplished both of these goals. In Dead Rising 3, Smart Glass becomes your in-game smartphone, compatible with all Windows 8, iOS, and Android Smart Glass-enabled devices. Uh, as Nick Ramos, you are, you're trying to escape Los Perdidos and fight your way through thousands of zombies before an impending military strike wipes the city and everyone still in it, off the maps. Thankfully, Nick's not alone. There are two survivors banding together with the same purpose. Early in the story, Nick finds a smartphone. At this point, the player can connect their smart glass device and turn it into a zombie defense and control PDA. This is totally optional, but again, we wanted to make it rewarding and a fun experience that feels fully integrated into the game, not just tacked on. So here's a, a couple of the features that the PDA will support. It'll have exclusive side missions and rewards. You'll receive phone calls and text messages from in-game characters on your Smart Glass device, which will activate special missions exclusive to Smart Glass users. These missions have their own story that feed, feeds back into the fiction of Dead Rising 3 and will reward players with exclusive weapons and additional support applications for your ZDC PDA. There's a mission tracker. Track your progress towards all of your active missions without having to pause and navigate the in-game menus. Smart Glass gives you a mission checklist as well as a map for quick reference as you fight your way through zombie hordes. The Lost D- Perdidos uh, News Ticker. With the news ticker, you'll get updates and hints on where zombie outbreaks are happening around the city, giving you an edge as you plan your escape or attack. There's a real-time map which shows you location, which shows your location in Los Perdidos, the location of your co-op player, and other points of interest in the world. 
and support applications. Use the ZDC Military Support app to request drone gun support, military-grade flares to distract zombies, or an airstrike to decimate an infected area. You can also utilize item finders to locate specific weapons, vehicles, and stores scattered throughout Los Perdidos, or the backup app to call in survivors to help you fight and get hints to help with missions or boss fights. With Smart Glass, we're unlocking a new layer of gameplay and are bringing you deeper into the world of Dead Rising uh, than ever before. We can't wait to unleash the game to the world starting November 22nd. Now, that that is awesome. Doesn't that sound cool, man? It does. It absolutely does. And, I, you know, just by, you know, hearing what the guy was saying, I, I wonder what would happen. Like, let's say, let's say you're in a sticky situation, and then all of a sudden <laughs> your tablet or whatever, like the screensaver kicks on. No! <laughs> Oops. So you're sitting there, and you're trying to unlock it. You're trying to put in your, like, pin or whatnot. So I would imagine you'd probably want to keep your uh, smart glass device uh, connected to a charger while you play. Probably. Sure. Yeah. And then uh, there's Project Spark. Should we skip this one? Yeah. I'm yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Project Spark. And Just Dance 2014. Uh, smart Glass has enabled us to take the interactive party experience to the next level for Just Dance 2014. Here at Ubisoft, we have designed a range of new features that really complement the Connect platform. Now, everyone with a smartphone device or tablet is able to connect to the game using Smart Glass and instantly take control of the game and the party. One of the Smart Glass-enabled features in Just Dance is the ability to set up endless playlists through game or during gameplay players can set up lists featuring their favorite just dance 2014 songs like size uh, gentleman or one directions kiss you the player also has the ability to add or remove songs during gameplay allowing them to transform the soundtrack of the party instantly in addition just dance 2014 creates instant video recaps of a dance session and a feature called auto dance Auto dance videos feature the coolest moments of a party mixed together. <laughs> that can be interpreted several ways, <laughs> like somebody making a fool of themselves. Anyway, uh, the coolest moments of a party mixed together and presented as a music video at the end of a song. The player also has the ability to edit the videos and crazy and apply crazy and funny effects. This is where the smart glass functionality really shines. By using the touchscreen controls, players are able to edit those videos effortlessly in an editing suite. Uh, players also have access to the new Party Master game mode via smart glass. Party Master gives ultimate control to one player by letting them choose the next dance move in real time on their smartphone or tablet and even switch tracks mid-song to become the DJ of the party. It makes the classic Just Dance experience even more fluid and dynamic. It offers new modes and experience for players to connect with one another. Um, a, a smart glass on the Xbox 360 and Xbox One enables players to become the party master of Just Dance 2014. Smart glass for Just uh, Dance 2014 is available on iPhone, Android, and Windows devices. 
So there's uh, two cool applications of smart glass uh, amongst the many more that we will see, see through the coming years. I'm really excited for this. Yeah, I think it's going to have really... Like, I saw that one for the the smart glass with the, the division. I saw the trailer for that, and that looked really cool. Yeah. So that was a unique, neat way to add uh, gameplay experience. That's why I want to I wanna get a Surface. Because <laughs> then if I'm traveling mm-hmm. or something and I'm bored in a hotel, I can sit there and log in and at least play that from that aspect. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. But cool. cool I mean, stuff. even with that Just Dance one, I mean... I, I can just see the benefit of somebody on the uh, smart glass device choosing the next song, mm-hmm. so you don't have that time, you know, that downtime in between right. songs. You just you can just keep going. And cue it up. You know, that, that's going. that's right. That's right. All right. So moving on, my friend. All right, moving on. Uh, the Xbox One's DVR. Um, if you don't want it to, if you don't want to use it to record your gameplay, uh, that's fine. You will have a, uh, the ability to forego that option, but it will actually automatically record gameplay as achievements are unlocked. So that's kind of cool. I mean, the only thing I think about it is, I don't think it'll be that impressive to see all these achievement videos because I would think that 99% of them, everybody's going to have the same thing. You know, I mean, it's going to be like, mm-hmm. you know, whoop you do if you finished a level and you pop an achievement, it just shows you finishing a level. What I think is going to be cool is when people are actually recording certain things and they're pulling off some cool stuff that's not related to achievements, you know, some pretty neat uh, gameplay moments. Um, yeah. But uh, kind of like the one I had uh, in Call of Duty, Black Ops 2, online one day, where I, I you know, I shared on our on my YouTube or page and our Facebook group. I, I was pretty stoked about that, so I had to actually capture that and pull it out in my Call of Duty game and get the video. So, you know, I think that was like a rare moment. It had nothing to do with achievements. It was just one of these unique things. It was cool. I was able to avoid a guy, you know, several guys trying to get me and throwing grenades and just the way it played out. It was awesome. So those are the types of videos I'm looking forward to seeing shared through the Xbox One DVR. But um, if you do pull off some cool achievement, all those are going to be available for you to share to your friends on Xbox Live. So. Okay. Then uh, some more Battlefield 4 news. Xbox One owners will be able to download the Second Assault DLC map pack for BF4 when uh, the Xbox One release releases on uh, November 22nd. Uh, it basically, or EA's previously said that the map pack is going to have four fan favorite maps from Battlefield 3 and would launch on Xbox One first, and that's still the case. Uh, There's no word yet on pricing or when it's going to be out for other platforms, but Xbox One first, November 22nd. Cool. Uh, Good news here. Um, I like this. Activision, uh, Treyarch, and Xbox have teamed up together to support the Call of Duty Endowment Starting on October 8th through Monday, October 14th, uh, U.S. fans can purchase any one of the 17 Call of Duty Black Ops 2 personalization packs that are currently available on Xbox Live uh, Network or from the Microsoft, or I'm sorry, available on Xbox Live for a 25% discount. Additionally, 
Activision, Treyarch, Treyarch, and Xbox will donate all profits from the packs sold to the Call of Duty endowment. Um, Activision Blizzard's uh, 501c3 nonprofit, uh, which is what this is, this is this helps returning service members by funding efficient and effective organizations that place vets into high quality careers. So it's a good way to uh, help uh, support uh, some vets, uh, especially since the White House won't support them right now. But uh, and you get a 25% discount off buying that bacon skin for your for your submachine gun. So, um, <laughs> so hey, in the next week, you want a bacon? Put bacon on your gun. You can do a discount and know it's going to a good cause. So that's cool. All the all profits are going to it. So yes. Okay, uh, a couple months ago, uh, State of Decay uh, hit uh, XBLA and I believe Steam as well. And since then, they've sold over a million copies of the game. The game hit uh, about half a million uh, within a couple weeks of being on XBLA. It looks oh, June 5th is when it was released on XBLA. Well, there's going to be some more gaming for you if you've got this game and you enjoy it. Uh, the first expansion for this game has been delivered to Microsoft and is currently undergoing testing. And uh, hopefully it'll be released uh, by the end of this week. So that is the week of October 7th. And uh, we'll see. So within uh, the next, I don't know, week or so, week or two, you should be able to do some more gaming. This, this was a pretty cool game. It's, it's one I need to go back to. I, I, yeah, I, mean, I was just thinking that. I got pulled away for some other stuff that came out, and I've not gone back to it. And I, now that I'm kind of in a slump here, because I'm not, you know, I need to go back and play that before all this Xbox One stuff comes out. <laughs> so, I need to. It was a fun game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. After that non-fun zombie game. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, oh, and, and by the way, uh, Walking Dead starts next week. Yes, it does. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to continue to record on Mondays. <laughs> oh, and by the way, there's some uh, there's a couple uh, webisodes. Did you hear about those? Uh yes. Are they worth watching? They're they're okay. They're not bad. I, I watched the first one. It's uh, it's more of the same. The, you okay. know, the same stuff from uh, the TV series, so it's it's more of the same, different characters. I remember uh, watching them last season. They had a couple that came out, and they were okay. Yeah. So, I'll have to check those out. Cool. Thanks yeah. for Letting us know. No problemo. But another really good game was a game called Sleeping Dogs. It was done by United Front Games. And they have confirmed that development of some sort of sequel based in the Sleeping Dogs universe is in development. Hmm. So that is, I, Sleeping Dogs was a really good game. I really enjoyed it. It, um, yeah, it's, this is what I don't understand why I don't seem to like GTA. Because I enjoyed Sleeping Dogs. There's a couple other games like that. I mean, in Sleeping Dogs, you could say it's just a clone of a GTA. It's a GTA-style game. But there was something different about it. You know, there's just some... Some of these things work for me, some don't. Um, but I do look forward uh, to this sequel. So, I'm excited about it. Okay. 
Supposedly it's called Triad Wars, so we'll see. All right. Then uh, there's been some more, I don't know, witch hunt kind of stuff against Microsoft over the Xbox One, where people are kind of freaking out over targeted advertising. Now, well, okay, I'm I'm not going to throw in my two cents right now. I'll just (laughs) read this article. So this is uh, something in Joystick uh, posted today uh, where uh, – I'll just read it. Microsoft has responded to questions raised by a recent advertising age report, which suggests that Microsoft One users could offer up a data treasure trove for marketing and advertising purposes. Microsoft Chief Marketing and Strategy Officer Yusuf Mehdi uh, addressed the Xbox One's potential for targeting advertisements during a speech at the Association of National Advertisers Masters of Marketing Conference last week. Mehdi hinted that the Xbox One's bundled Connect peripheral hmm, could track living room activity in order to serve users better targeted dashboard advertisements. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. Reporting to a request for comment from Eurogamer, Microsoft representatives linked to um, uh, a post from Microsoft Director Director of Product Planning, Albert Pinello, regarding a previous marketing-focused interview. Pinello assures the company will not use the Kinect's player tracking features to collect data for its previously outlined natural user interface advertisements. And uh, there's a quote. Someone was talking about how some of the new Xbox One Kinect features could be used in advertising, since we see expressions, engagement, etc., and how that might be used to target advertising, Panella wrote. This is the point that seems to draw some controversy. First, nobody is working on that. We have a lot more interest and pressing things to dedicate time towards. I'm not aware of any active work in this space. Second, if something like that ever happened, you can be sure it wouldn't happen without the user having control over it, period. So that's that. It To me, this is just like another thing. People are looking to bash Microsoft. I mean, like, geez, can't this company catch a break? I well, guess the answer is no. No. It's bad enough they're advertising to some to us on a paid service. So. Whatever. Don't give me that whatever. It's whatever. Gross. So it's what? Bro. They shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. So. Anyway. They, they deserve it on this for advertising stuff. I don't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, keep going. Moving on. All right, that's it for our that's topics all. This that's week. it. That's it. <laughs> Let's go into the community stuff. Uh, we've got a uh, Facebook group going on. You can check us out, see what's happening, talk to other community members. Look for this Xbox Life, all one word, on Facebook. You can email us, contact at thisxboxlife.com. You can follow us on Twitter. And, uh, and if you have been following our Twitter or Facebook group, you will have been t- notified or noticed that we uh, we got a listener, friendly combatant, who ended up 
ordering the game Destiny, I guess, a couple of times and canceling, but he ended up getting his uh, beta codes. He still got the codes for beta because he because uh, he had pre-ordered. So he had a couple to give away. And uh, so what we did was said, hey, if you're listening and you're interested, you know, uh, write us and tell us why you think you deserve it. So we've got uh, two codes to give away, and we got two lucky winners. So the first one is Gamertag W. Johnston. And he says, I love the show, and I just ordered from your Amazon link. So um, congratulations. And uh, you will, I will contact you with the info for your code. And our second winner is Johnny Don't. And he says, why I should win a Destiny beta code? Because I don't have GTA 5. So congratulations to both of you. I will be uh, sending you messages via Xbox Live with the info to get your entry to the beta code. Now, you don't get entry right away. And we said that in the post. This doesn't mean you get to play Destiny today. This All it does is you go out to Bungie, you got to have an account with them. You basically put this in, you know, link it to your Xbox Live. And... Um, then when they release the beta, you'll you'll get info from them on when you can get in. So, all right. So we'll get those out to you. Congratulations and thanks to Friendly Combatant for those codes. All right, Rob. What's coming out this week? We've got a couple two tree things. Exactly three, actually. <laughs> uh, first one is let's sing and dance. This is uh, Arcade Connect. I'm sure uh, you've already uh, pre-ordered this or something somehow. I got an alpha copy of it already. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so I did watch this, the video of this. This looks horrible, dude. <laughs> yeah. It looked horrible. There's only like 12 songs in the game. Yeah, they say it's a music game exclusively for the Kinect that combines singing and dancing at the same time. Oh, joy. Yes. Uh, then there's Capcom Essentials. This is coming out uh, tomorrow on Tuesday, uh, the 8th. And uh, this is one of those uh, combination ones. I'm trying to get a list of what it includes. While you look that up, I'll, I'll mention the first game you skipped, Just Dance 2014. So the sequel to Just Dance 4. Brings all new moves with features for every motion control platform and over 40 of the hottest tracks and dances. So, if you want to sing and dance or just dance or just sing, you've got options this week. So, if you don't want to sing and dance, then what can we do in the Capcom Essentials, Rob? It seems like you probably spend a couple of minutes just trying to figure out what's in it. Because uh, they don't seem to like to say what's in it. But I got the list here. So it's going to be uh, fifty nine ninety nine, And it will have five games in it. Five games. Count them on one hand. One, two, three, four, five. It will have Devil May Cry 4, Dead Rising 2, Super Street Fighter 4, Resident Evil 6, and Mega Man 10. Along with a Capcom travel bag. Ooh. Which is, uh, actually looks like one of those backpack things. Or a drawstring bag. You know what I'm talking about? Those, like, bags that people yep. kind of sling over their shoulders and. It costs them about two cents to make. Yeah. Nothing. I got one of those with Gears of War 3, I think. I don't even know what happened to it. It's useless. <laughs> <laughs> it went into garbage, probably. 
So, uh, yeah, that's it. Capcom Essentials. And I believe that's the end of the show, isn't it, my friend? Uh, sort of. Not really, because it's the, it's the end of us for now. Oh, yes, that is correct. But there is a Blacklist Splinter Cell Blacklist spoiler cast with uh, two of our wonderful community members. You'll want to check it out. Hear the Stay thoughts. Tuned. We talk about the, the campaign. We talk about co-op. We talk about multiplayer um, and their impressions of the different state, uh, different parts of the game, what they thought of it. Uh, we talk about the ending um, and if we thought it was a cop-out or if we thought it was amazing. Uh, so if, if you haven't finished the campaign and you don't want to hear how the story ends, then you might want to skip it. But uh, other than that, it's, uh, please definitely give it a listen. So um, also support us by, at Amazon. Again, please, we really appreciate that. Um, Absolutely. This money will go back to you guys, the community. And uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, please rate us five stars. And uh, with that, I am Mark, AK Wingman709, taking off. And I'm Rob, also known as Presar. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you all next week, and enjoy the Spoilercast. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to our Splinter Cell Blacklist Spoilercast. If you've hung around after the regular episode of TXL, you uh, obviously want to hear all that my wonderful compatriots here have to say about the greatest game this year, which has come out, and probably will be the greatest game this year, at least in my opinion, and that's Splinter Cell Blacklist. So with me today is somebody, you heard him before, he's been here a couple of times, and he hails from far, far way north in the Great White North. Um, I know him as Stuart, you know him as Carbide. Welcome, Stuart. Hello, hello, how is everybody? And if, if he sounds a little distracted, it's because he's probably playing the game right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's that dedicated. That's- um, it's it's a tough one. <laughs> so, also with us is a new voice from the community. Uh, you might know him as Invasive Parapin. Is that correct? Yeah, you got it. That's correct. All right. And I know him as Brian now, so thank, thanks to Skype. <laughs> yep. Hey, guys. So, welcome to the show. Thanks. It's good to be here. Glad to be able to talk about Splinter Cell a little bit. Pretty excited. Yeah, it's... Um, I know... When the year started, early in February, Tomb Raider was like my game of the year. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the greatest thing ever. I really, and it was my first Tomb Raider game, and I, I just fell in love with that game. And nothing surpassed it. Like, Bioshock Infinite came out, and I'm like, yeah, it was okay. You know, I, it was fun, but it didn't surpass Tomb Raider. And then everything else was just like, whatever, it's just a normal game. And then Splinter Cell Blacklist came out of nowhere. And I was just like, Oh my goodness, just sucked in, and <laughs> it's like the most amazing game I've ever played. So I really enjoyed it. Went through it in a week, and um, I started making the call out, hey, anybody want to talk about it? Let's do it. So uh, Brian uh, reached out to me and said, hey, I finished this recently. Let's do it. I want to talk about it. And, of course, I know Stuart plays it all the time, so I said, hey, you want to talk about it? And he said, yep. So, <laughs> yep. So... <laughs> So what I'm going to do, we're just going to, I'm going to really turn the show over to them um, for the next however long we want to chit-chat about it. Yeah, that's up to them. But, uh, uh, Stuart, let me start with you. Let's, I just kind of want your, uh, we'll start out with the single-player campaign. Oh, there's uh, one response. What's your thoughts Hang about on. it? Getting another one. Uh, it's really good. I love the aspect of uh, 
going three different styles. Uh, you know, Panther, Ghost, and Assault. Um, I'm actually doing the single player over again because I thought I went through it as uh, not killing anybody to get that achievement, but I missed five levels somehow and killed somebody somehow. <laughs> I was actually really trying to not kill anybody. I made sure I always had my sticky shocker, but Oh. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, sorry. That's all right. But uh, I think we were hearing. Yeah, the game. sorry. <laughs> it was the game. I am playing the game. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> it's hard not to. But uh, no, I love it. Yeah, I actually I love it a lot. Um, I don't know what else to say. I I just love Tom Clancy stuff so. So, do you think it was better than? What do you think of? Pre, okay, so, and I'm gonna, Brian, I'm gonna ask you this too in a second. Sure. Stuart, what's your opinion of? I've never been one to play Splinter Cell games. I've tried them, I didn't like them, and then I got Conviction. Uh, I got talked into getting that one. I actually enjoyed Conviction because I could go through guns blazing, and I was like, oh great, I don't have to stealth it because I'm just not a stealth guy. I, I I suck at it, so I like to be able to just shoot my way out of things. Conviction allowed me to do that. I went through that whole game just shooting everything up, making all kinds of noise. And Blacklist, for me, what I really loved about it is for most of the game, I could do that. There were some missions I was forced to do stealth, but it wasn't a lot. It was only a couple, and it was it was done in a way that I actually enjoyed it. It kind of forced me in a small way to play in a different play style. But the rest of it, I could go guns blazing if I wanted. And what I found out was a lot of times... I actually kind of did sneak through because I kind of got a taste for that stealth gameplay. So I think this is the best Splinter Cell game ever made because you can, on the on the worlds on the parts that it doesn't force you to go assault or doesn't force you to go ghost, you have the option to go either route. So I think that's great for gamers. What do you, what do you think? Do you think that like how does it stack up with other uh, Ghost Re- uh, Ghost Recon uh, Splinter Cell games? That you played, uh, like I've played all of them. Um, I think when Chaos Theory they actually made Sam more deadly when they brought on the melee. Uh, you could sneak up to a guy and actually kill him with your knife. And Conviction, uh, I I always tried to play it stealthy, but it was just a different kind of stealth. Like he, uh, Conviction was with, you know, you use broken gla- shards of glass to see. It around, you know, under the doors and stuff like that. So it was a different kind of sneaking because you didn't have your all your gizmos and gadgets. But Blacklist, they just mashed Conviction and Chaos Theory together and just put in one nice ball of goo. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a good way of putting it. I don't, I'm not sure. But, uh yeah. And what do, you, what do you think, Brian, I'll, you know, for that that question, and then I'd like to hear your thoughts on the single player. Sure, definitely. Well, I would definitely say that anytime you give players a choice, that's almost always going to be a good thing, right? So I like that you could have three different play styles for the single player. You've got, this, you've got the really stealth. You've got kind of somewhere in between with that panther style. And then you can sneak through. I mean, they proved it with the achievement, obviously, that you can go without killing anybody. So it's possible. Um, I've played all of the Splinter Cell games, I think, except for Pandora tomorrow. 
And I, it's definitely my favorite because of the choice. Um, the first couple, I, I stopped playing them halfway through because I got tired of sneaking and I just, it was just too much for me at the time. Um, once I got to Chaos Theory, which everyone seems to think is the pinnacle of Splinter Cell, right? Um, once that came, I really started enjoying it more. And with every iteration from then, I think it's just gotten better and better. So I think um, once Conviction, they, uh, like Stuart said, they kind of they went more that you've got the gun, you've got the guns blazing, but it was in an, also a different stealth. It was there, it was just applied differently. So once you took that chaos theory and that conviction and smashed them together, like Stuart said, it just became magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the game was. I, I mean, I couldn't even find anything to complain about. Um, I, that it was. <laughs> it took too much of my time, and you know, I was. <laughs> that's what I got. <laughs> yeah, my wife could probably find something to complain about. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> I, I think my complaint was they charged me seven dollars for one map <laughs> for the DLC yes. that they put oh, out that's recently. Right. Um, but I paid it happily just to play the billionaire's yacht. So. That's right. Yeah, I actually need to go do that this weekend. <laughs> um, I want to. I want those white goggles. I haven't okay. even done it yet because it's, I don't have uh, Xbox Live while I'm up here. And uh, yeah, wow. you, in that uh, seven dollar pack, you get the white goggles in there. I want to know what those look like or how they look. They're white. <laughs> yeah, but like, is it like? Does it just make it look cool, or is it just? Eh? I don't know. Eh. It's attempted. <laughs> it's like yeah. It's I think all those goggles. I'm like yeah, whatever. It's just the color. I like the actual. Is it the navy blue? It's the only ones I actually liked. <laughs> yeah, you know, having just oh, okay. a green, I think it's cool because it's just the classic Splinter Cell feel. And, yeah, yeah, Stuart, I think you like the red, right? Because it reminds you of uh, the guy from uh, Conviction. Kestrel. Kestrel. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Kestrel. <laughs> Boron red, yeah. That's actually I'm uh, running around in right now. I, I change it up every week, just kind of. Other than pink and purple, no, thank you. And, <laughs> and speaking of that, I mean, it's kind of a. I mean, it's to me, it's like a minor thing. It's not really a big deal, but I thought it was cool that whatever changes you made to your character actually came across in the cutscenes, and that even was the same for co-op so whatever my co-op partner has equipped themselves with that is what i see and if they change it by going up to one of those boxes in the middle of a match it will change and i'll see that change on the next cutscene. you know i'm not used to seeing that i mean it seems like such a simple thing to do and it probably is but i think a lot of developers just kind of whatever here's a standard cutscene. you know how many times we played gears of war and it's like hey wait a minute i was running around with the, the hammer burst why am i carrying a lancer now right you know Exactly. Everybody's carrying yeah. the lancer in the yeah. cutscene, but you know here even your weapons were whatever you had on you. That was the weapon you saw in the cutscene. Those details are what make it your game, though. At that point, that's that's what makes it. You know, from you know, we'll go with the IGN rating scandal of what, a nine to a nine point five or whatever that bump would be. With those little details, that's that's where it makes the difference. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's just the whole the game looked amazing. I mean, we're at the end. Man, I hate to say the end of the 360, but because I think we still got another good year or two of some games coming. But with the new hardware coming, I think a lot of people are going to start moving over to that. But, you know, so we are near the end of the 360 life cycle. But, oh, man, this game, it looks amazing. It, it does. It is so smooth. The play, I don't think I ever got caught on something 
um, I was able just to, and the whole thing what they were talking about where you can run up and like leap seamlessly over a, a barrel or a box or something and, and, and take a guy out. I mean, it worked. I mean, you know, we see this at E3 and it's like, yeah, okay, that's a nice demo, but it's never going to play like that. But it did. <laughs> it did. And, and then some, you know, it's, if you watch that first video, it got better from their first video to, to release. Yes. <laughs> it, I mean, they, the things that I would have kind of nitpicked went away. <laughs> they yeah. they smoothed it out and those movements they just I mean for lack of a better word they're lifelike they they move well. So we we I definitely don't want to like you know gush all over it even though we all love it and it's <laughs> worth gushing over but we got to have something negative. So was there any sure. anything even if it was nitpicky is there something that like oh I wish they could have fixed this or oh my arm glitched through a wall or you know, some technical thing or something you, that you didn't like about the game? I'd say I, I did have a couple of very minor, like, non-responsive control points throughout the campaign. Like, maybe twice, three times, where it just basically I would get stuck on something and I just couldn't move off of it, like, on a different cover spot. But it was pretty minor. Um, and just a reload generally fixed things like that. How about you, Stuart? Um, Michael Ironside. That's the big one. <laughs> oh yeah. The the guy did the good the, the guy did a really good job, but after playing all the other Splinter Cells, it's like what one, two, three, at least five. They're all Michael Ironside. So you kinda have you know, you kinda wanted that vintageness that made made Splinter Cell who it is. And then um Sometimes, but it's happened in all the other ones. Conviction, uh, chaos theory. You know, when you try to peek under a door and you accidentally open up the door and then you get killed. <laughs> you know, like uh, that yeah. would happen in real life kind of thing. Just, <laughs> or, uh, like I was just playing now, I'm trying to jump over a wall and I'm actually jumping onto the pipe above me. And I'm like, ah, oh, crap. So, you know, it's just that kind of pinpoint. And I honestly don't know how they can fix that because it's kind of where you're looking at. You push A, so and the jump just happens just a split second before, you know. Right. And then all of a sudden you turn around and your crosshairs are looking at that wall or vice versa or whatever. And you kind of do that action. You're like, oh, oh no, no, that's not what I want to do or something. Sure. Usually kind of works out, but that's Michael Ironside and those little tiny everything's kind of close together. So you really have to take your time and do, you know, you look at the doorknob to open or you look at the door crack to peek under, you know, you really got to take that little bit of extra time, but yeah. You know, it's, it was funny because I didn't even realize I could peek under the door till near the end of the campaign because I was <laughs> using, I had upgraded stuff. I played so much co-op first which usually is opposite. I usually like to play the story first and then go do all the other stuff. But I did so much co-op right out the gate that I had all this money, so I was able to upgrade a bunch of stuff. So my goggles were, like, fully upgraded. So I just kept using them, the sonar goggles, and I could see people through the walls and stuff. <laughs> so I didn't even think, you know, it was, like, near the end of the game, I was like, peek under the door. I finally saw the option. I'm like, <laughs> what's this, you know? And I'm like, oh, that's right. You could do yeah. that in the last game. And, and then come to find out when I was doing other – replaying other missions – the option was there all along. I just, I never looked down at the floor. <laughs> I was just walking up to the door. Yeah. I hit, you know, hit my goggles. No one's there. Open the door. Or if they were, I just bust in and 
you know, light them up and uh, move on. That's funny. That's, yeah, I, it, I found that I didn't. I knew that it was there, having played all the previous games, but it didn't really use it. I mean, I attempted to, and I, every time I did it, it, ended up just being like, "Well, nobody's there. I'll continue anyway." That eventually, I just stopped using it and just busting through the doors. Exactly. <laughs> it's like oh, I'll just run through. <laughs> See, that's that's your problem, Stuart. You're you're trying to sneak. Just bust the door open, man. Reach it, baby. <laughs> yeah, just bust it open. I, I I'm trying to master Ghost right now. So ah. as soon as I get to that assault thing, then I'll just walk in there and bash door and then start guns blazing. It's so much fun. <laughs> I need because to go it... and try to get the Ghost and try to do the Panthers and so. But uh, cool. So here here's a question I have then. Because I, I knew that Michael Ironside wasn't doing the voice, but I I never followed up because I wasn't really into Splinter Cell, which now I am. Um, but do you know why, or did they ever say why he they changed the voice actor? Yeah, you know, I was just no. reading about that on Gamespot today, actually. <laughs> um, what what Ubisoft has basically said is that they wanted the voice actor to also do the mocap for them. However, um, oh. they, had, they had him and a few different actors doing different parts, which seems semi-suspicious. And right before Conviction, they had talked about him not doing the voice because he wanted he just wanted to be paid more, basically. So I wonder yeah, if I think that was kind of their too. way of just like not, you know, not putting him down and just going with it. Well, it was our choice. Finding a loophole to work him out. Yeah, of the whole program, paying some new guy like pennies. Right, and who, by the way, I st- as much as he's not Michael Ironside, he did do a fantastic job. I think. Mm. I mean, he he stepped into shoes that he really. I mean, he can't fill Michael Ironside's shoes because, like you said, that's who we've been used to. So, but jumping into that role, I think he did as best as he could. Definitely. You know, Definitely. I have. I do have a complaint. I, I thought okay. of something. <laughs> what what is the purpose of being on the Paladin, you know, the, the airplane, and walking up to one crate where there's a phone and calling your daughter? What purpose that I, – I, it was like after every mission, I walked over there and called her. There, It served no purpose that I could tell other than maybe some kind of story filler. From what I gathered, it was story filler just to kind of remind you of the the events from Conviction, I think, if nothing else. Because I was like, there's not even an achievement. I think it was uh, 18 different times, you know, like <laughs> no achievement, no, but no it was like, new mission, no secret mission, not even a, not even like white colored goggles for talking to her. I mean, come on, you know, pink. What about pink goggles? <laughs> I, I talked to her 18 times, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like just to let you know all the, the crap that's going on down below because he's in the Paladin. He's not really seeing it. And she's kind of informing him and then keeping uh, track on Victor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just letting you know how Vic's doing and then just how society's doing down there because, you know, with uh, the engineers doing all this crap, it's just uh, maybe kind of giving you a mindset that uh, I don't even okay. know how to describe it. Like kind of like your but, uh, like your context, the outside society, the outside world, kind of. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, okay. That's what I kind of maybe kind of grasp it as, but I, I don't know if that's if that's what it was actually the true purpose of. 
you know, if you're, you're bottled up in an airplane, all you're doing is constant missions, constant missions. You kind of need to have an outside reach somewhere, and that's where she would come into play. Um, kind of like right now, I guess, because I'm, I'm stuck in a camp in 12, like I said, 12 hours away from where I'm at. And I have a bunch of other people around me, but I'm only pretty much room-ridden. Um, so I get to go out in that outside world. I went out last night just for a couple of beers or whatnot, but it was just nice to get out, just nice to converse with other people, you know? And that's the kind of same thing. He's stuck in this plane dealing with all this stress and all this high maintenance of, you know, trying to stop the blacklist. He just needs to hear his daughter and for reassurance and also just to be like, you know, what kind of stuff is going on down there? Maybe. I don't know. Well, we can fill you in one thing. The United States has no Mm. government right now. (laughs) That's what's happened while you're up in the Great White North. (laughs) We've completely shut down down here. (laughs) Yeah, we don't have that. So if if Canada wants to invade, come on in, man. We've we've opened the borders. (laughs) We've all gone home. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, um, we got our own blacklist going on right now. Right, Um, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but uh okay so i gotta okay so let's, let's we're still on the single player so let me man i got two things i want to ask did you guys like the story itself with the with the introduction of the engineers and the way that played out do you did you think it was a good storyline i right. think it was yeah i think it was a good storyline um i would say it it left enough open to interpretation that you could kind of fill in some spots. Um, but they, they made it enough to push you through the campaign, but also it, it wasn't like overbearing either. It didn't get in the way of the gameplay, which I mean is really number one for Splinter Cell anyway. What do you think, Stuart? Mm. Is it a good story? Yes. It, but from all the other ones, it's the same kind of story. It's just you're stopping a nuclear death, a nuclear attack on America or on another country to pre- or preventing a nuclear war. But here it's actually just taking it to the homeland, you know, like of America. Right. It's it's along the same lines as everything else, but it's just this time it's it's a different kind of attack. Um, you know, but the other games it's all like nuclear missiles and this and this and this, but now it's all it's more electronic, you know, that when they took over the Paladin, they're taking over the ga- uh, natural gas reserves. You know, it's a lot more, oh, what's that movie? Die Hard did it. Yeah. When they did their, uh, what's that called? The Anarchy? No. I don't know. But they, they, they pretty much did the exact same thing, you know, and that's kind of, that's kind of a neat way to go as well. But uh, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I think what I liked about it was the way that it took you to different places. Um, like, you know, and everything felt different. It was um, every time you'd load a new mission, it was something completely different, whether you're trying to sneak out of Guantanamo Bay, which I thought was a pretty cool mission. That was. Um, <laughs> and, and even though that was a complete stealth mission, I really enjoyed it, where... I hated Site F, 
um, just because it was pretty tough the first time I went through it. I had a really struggled on it, but it was really cool. When I went back to it um, a second time, I really did enjoy it where you're, you're going down under the ground at a secret government facility. And, you know, it just, you know, you've got that, you got the plane, you got the, you know, all these different uh, countries that you're going to and there's it was like every mission was something different something some different look about it um and i just felt the gameplay was always kind of changing uh you know you had the one where you had the uav and but what was cool about it was like you had to have your partner help you well i, I guess i'm getting out that's a co-op mission i'm jumping so <laughs> getting confused there yeah. uh so let me backtrack but it, it, everything was still there was a different feeling to it. I never felt like I'm just trying to run down the same hall with a different colored wallpaper on it. You know, um, it was very detailed. Yeah, you're in Afghanistan and yeah, you're in Afghanistan and you're in the Caribbean kind of thing. And then you're actually in the States like yeah. Philadelphia and CIDAF and stuff like that. So, so yeah, very good mix of stuff. Um, the, the only thing I, I, I will say I did have one complaint, and I think I said this a while back. The real only complaint I had on the game was the ending. And in, this is a spoiler cast, so we're free to say whatever we want. We can talk about it. Um, and what I didn't like myself was that you you go about this entire mission, playing this whole game, you're building up to chase the main bad guy, you're finally chasing him down. You're running behind him, you know, first of all, you're like snuck into his little secret internal group and also, okay, let's get him. So you're chasing after him. And then it turns into one of these like quick platforming. You got to jump out of the, the you got to stay in the shadows and you got to bounce around real quick while you're trying to shoot the guy. So I felt like all of a sudden I was playing like Arkham City or something, <laughs> which, which isn't bad, but I wasn't playing Arkham City the first 15 hours. Why am I playing an, why am I finishing this with a, a mission style from a completely different game? And I'm like, I, you know, so this whole like quick jump, 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 take a shot, jump, 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 take a shot, try to try to out maneuver him to get by him so that you can, you know, grapple him. So that I that really irritated me the way that worked. And and then when you get him, it's a quick time event. And then so you end up and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm trying to remember. You stab him, or I, I get stabbed, I can't remember. But then all of a sudden, so you're fighting with him, somehow you get split up. He runs a different way, and what does Sam Fisher do? He turns around and starts hobbling away towards the paladin. And I'm like, w w wait a minute, the guy's running the other direction. Why, why is Sam just walking away? You know, I couldn't understand that. And then all of a sudden, wow, you're back. You know, like he comes and attacks you again, and you got this just stupid like button mashing ending that felt very like to me it was very unfulfilling you know i was like that's it <laughs> like this is what it came down to um so i i know it's like cinematic and, and all that kind of cool stuff but i felt that you know 15 hours of gameplay comes down to the last two minutes and it's like ah we just we quit we, we give up we can't come up with anything cool um it, maybe other people liked it but i just felt it was kind of like Wow, that was a big departure, and it was a letdown. You know, that's it's funny that you say that because what happened? I don't know if you, I don't, you didn't finish Assassin's Creed three, I don't think, but it it was felt like the Ubisoft thing that they've been doing the last few years is they end with this ridiculously hard 
chase mission where you, you're jumping up and down and over and around things that end in a quick time event. It's what seems like has been the Ubisoft thing lately. Um, and so that's all I could think was Assassin's Creed 3 when I was playing that that bit, that whole end sequence. Yeah, nobody here likes Assassin's Creed anyway, so <laughs> uh, I know we all frown on that. Cooey to you. <laughs> Cooey to you. I don't. I think I don't know. I, I read on a Facebook post that the everybody's like, "Who thought it was anticlimactic?" And I was like, "I I kind of liked it. The ending it left it open, you know, for more stuff to happen because you know people are going to follow him, uh, Sadiq. So it leads to either more DLC or another Splinter Cell. Um, I I thought it was all right, but I got frustrated just because. I killed, like, he killed me, like, three or four times. I'm playing on normal, and he killed me, like, three or four times with my knife just because I wasn't hitting the buttons quick enough. I was like, ah, oh, crap, I have to do it again. And I died again. And, oh. But uh, for running around, eh, I can understand it, but, like, why can't you just run in and why does it take three or four times to actually tackle him? You know, like, uh, I think that's how many times it took. Like he ran one spot, you tackle him, you fought with him. They, he got up and he did it again. And oh yeah, so yeah. And but, see uh, that that's like know. what these guys do. It's like oh, if you're fighting a boss, then he's you know you take his health bar down, and then he automatically leaps somewhere else, and his health bar's fully charged. You got to take it down again. Oh, he transforms into something else, and he's got a full health. You got to take him down that third time before you actually kill him. It's like. It's like that's the rule now on the boss, final boss fight. You have to somehow fight him and com- beat him completely three times to take Always. him out. You know, it's just like that's a cop out. And it's, you know, and when you got a game that's just so awesome, just let me fight him like I've fought the rest of the game. I'd be fine with it. I don't need this. Let's throw in some stupid thing because he's the final boss. You know, I well, mean, it was Call- wasn't Call of Duty like that as well? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and they do the same thing for the dramatic yeah, I, effect of I oh, the knife's everything. flying through the air and hit the A button. I don't, I don't like that either. You know, it's it's like I'm playing the whole game, and then at the end, you take my hands out of it and you alleviated me to a button press, a time yeah, button press. Did a time button press? Yeah, that's kind of yeah, I agree. It's a cop out. It it feels like you're not playing the game anymore. You're just hitting A to roll credits. Exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah, hit A to roll credits. That's, yeah, it's just like, ah, you know, it was a fantastic, it wasn't enough to upset me, you know, I wasn't like, you know, stupid game and punching my Xbox like I did the other day on Saints Row 4, <laughs> you can hear more about that in the episode 261, but um, it, it was still, I was just, you know, the credits are rolling and I'm kind of like, huh, that's how it ended? You know, it, it was anticlimactic for me. I still enjoyed the game, I, I absolutely loved the game, it, it didn't, you know, that was like the one thing that I had to pick at it for um but other than that i thought it was fantastic and i don't i don't see anything else this year that's probably going to exceed that the i think the only thing that has a chance in from what i'm seeing maybe watchdogs but i really don't even think that's going to do it because watchdogs to me looks like it's going to be more of a gta style of game and i'm not a big fan of that. I like some open world, but I can't even get myself to play GTA five. I wish I didn't buy it, but you know, I've got a couple hours in it and it's like, whatever. Um, 
So I, I don't have a lot of high hopes for Watch Dogs. I'm going to give it a shot, but I think Splinter Cell just I don't see anything else that's going to trump it. No, I think you're right. I think, you, like you said earlier, Tomb Raider was close. And that when, up until Splinter Cell, for me, it was Tomb Raider also. But, yeah, Splinter Cell, it's, I keep coming back to it. <laughs> yeah, I want to go back. I mean, I paid it $7 just to play one map. Because I'm like, oh, I didn't play this one yet. I got to play it. And, it, and it's like, yeah. I it was maybe five minutes long and I'm like, Oh, that was awesome. You know, I'm just like, all right, let's, let's play it again. You know, cause it was something new. It was, a um, so, all right. So we, we've kind of talked about the ending, the campaign. Um, we got co-op. I thought this was, I love the co-op myself because there's like three very distinctive different types of co-op. There, you've got the the one for, and I can't remember her name, but the the lady in the game. All her missions are very stealthy. You, you can't for, get detected. Right. So for Grim. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you've got uh, the the scientist, the techie guy. Um, man, I can't. It's been a while since I've had the game up. Charlie. Can, Charlie. Yeah, I can see that. I can see their characters. <laughs> now Charlie's missions are all like horde mode. You know. Which I loved. <laughs> I think those are the best. I still the the very first time I played one on one of those embassy missions, I got to wave sixteen. Democulus and I actually got to wave sixteen. We couldn't get past it, and we it, it was like one thirty in the morning. You know, we're just like, dude, we got. It. And that's for me. And it was like three thirty in the morning his time. He's like, dude, I just got to go to bed. And I'm like, yeah, I'm tired. So we quit. But I still would like to go back and and and. See if I can do 20 waves on on that, because um, that's tough. I mean, we we were struggling after wave 15, but I would love to get to wave 20 just to say I did it. But those were my favorite missions, were those embassies in, in the horde style, because uh, those just got tough. But you could have like you know the sleeping gas and the grenades and just all kinds of stuff and set up traps as these guys are coming at you and try to find a way to hold up and defend and. And then, then they throw in, yeah, go capture this guy. <laughs> right. Oh, come on. I don't want to do a high-value target on wave 16. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, it just it brought in, like, so much more uh, to the game. It wasn't just Horde. It was like, here's these guys, and we're getting harder. But, oh, guess what? you got to go take this guy out for extra points. And, of course, we want those points. <laughs> well, of course you do. Um and then, and then, uh, some of the other missions, like Coben's missions, you know, they were more of, uh, you could stealth it or assault it. Um, and there were some that, uh, required you really to be very sneaky. Um, I remember trying to go through the minefields and then trying to snipe a dude out of a truck, an armored vehicle, while some, while a sniper was looking in that direction. And, you know, there, there was just so many different types of missions and it, and they worked so well together and you had that opportunity to do like um, team kills. So you could both tag a guy and hold your Y button down to both take out the heavy. So one each shoot his mask off and the other one would get the headshot. Um, that type, type of stuff was just fun working together with your teammate to, to kind of map yeah. out and plan your attack. Um, what did you guys have? What's your experience with the co-op so far? Well, I've only I played. Really actually, done any? <laughs> you know, that's funny. I've only done. I've done some co-op, but only by myself. I haven't done any with anybody yet. Oh, you're missing out, man. So I'll have to get on there and play with you because 
I haven't done it yet, but uh, I know that I just I just like the rest of the game. It just I couldn't not giggle throwing sleeping gas at at, at like a group of three or four guys. <laughs> That's my favorite. My favorite gadget is a sleeping gas. Mine too. <laughs> when I discovered that, man, I had that equipped, every, and I'd get mad when they're like, "You should have this and this." I'm like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I want sleeping gas. <laughs> I'm taking this. I'll get your other stuff, but I'm definitely carrying sleeping gas every time." Oh, that's, yeah. And always look for that group of guys. And it's just funny. <coughs> Collapse. <laughs> Out. <laughs> and I giggle every yeah. time, too, just like you did. Um, Stuart, when you get back, uh, get back, uh, into civilization, you will have, we'll have to play some, uh, co-op. And, uh, Brian, hit me up anytime. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, you know I will. And, uh, I think well the only co-op I've done was with uh, Divine Fire, um, a couple of maps here or there, but we always lost because we we're I think we were trying to do the billionaire's yacht. I tried to do that by myself, but in certain areas you actually have to go in co-op because you need that uh, dual boost to get up from one point to another point, and we I, tried to do. You don't have to. Because yeah. I did it by myself. You don't have to. But it will yeah, make it easier definitely. Get, <laughs> yeah, and oh, what? I think that was—I think that was the only one. And we kept getting detected, and so the map mission always had to restart because you could not be detected. Yeah, and it was usually divine fire doing something stupid like shooting the guy or something. But uh, um, well, we—we we never actually did complete it. Well, now wasn't it that was, you uh, and I that did that one mission on professional? I'm perfectionist, yeah. I'm perfectionist. Where we were down on the ground (laughs) at the very end when the helicopter blew up. Remember, we got, we'd call that that dude out and we got blown up. So we were down on the ground and couldn't move. And we had to work that scenario out. (laughs) I mean, you and I, we need to do that. that. I want to go through and do that again sometime on perfectionist on another map. And that, and that little car, I think that's what saved us was that little car just kind of, glitched out because it came up to me and we couldn't shoot it in time and it came up to me and the light was blinking really really fast like it was going to blow up but it never did and all of a sudden we're like oh, we beat the level oh my god yes yeah. i think we shot the Just last the guy like i think we took the last guy out i mean a fraction before that thing blew up and i think that last guy being gone is what cleared the level so i mean we were yeah like yeah, could- just a fraction of a second away from failing again <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then we were playing through the whole thing thinking, oh, this is no big deal. And then all of a sudden we're like, there's no weapon refills. Yeah. So we're shooting, you know, a lot of ammo and get rid of all of our gadgets. And we're like, okay, oh, there's a weapon refill up here. We know that for sure. But there wasn't. And we're like, oh, crap. Yeah, it was we there. Really it had was great out. <laughs> yeah. No ammo. It was, that was kind of fun. Yeah, so like, yeah. Yeah, within the first minute, we've used up everything, and then we've got, like, another hour to play through this thing with no Ouch. gas. <laughs> so. Yeah, no tear gas, no sleeping gas, no nothing. We're just like, and then we die. So then we know for next time. Yeah. But that perfectionist, that was that was something else. Yeah, I think it took us, didn't it take us, like, an hour, I think, to get through one mission, maybe a little longer? Uh, but it was it was like the best hour of Splinter Cell I've ever experienced. <laughs> yeah. So and we were and the best part is we're not getting mad dying. We're trying to be like okay, we got to figure. 
okay, we're shooting here. How about we cross our paths? You know, so you're shooting kitty corner and I'm shooting kitty corner. And then that worked out. So we got a little further and we were just trying to figure it out. But we yep. were not getting mad that we were always losing, which was the bonus part. <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not rage quitting or anything like that. You're just like, okay, we, we did this. We got a little further this time. And yeah, so I thought, I thought that was kind of, kind of good in a sense. Yep, it was it was fun. I, I never I didn't rage at all. I, I could see, you know, I could see me raging, but I think uh, with us doing it the first time and, and going into it, it, just me expecting us not to get very far, us making that little progress, working together. Um, yeah, it, it you know, it, the fact that you weren't raging and I'm like, okay, this is cool. It's fun. It's a challenge. You know, um, had it been that hard on rookie, I would have been raging. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it helped to have already gone through it. So we kind of knew what to expect, which I think really helps. You kind of got an idea of what's coming, you know, ahead of you. So that's why when we walked out and when we were getting that patient, I'm like, I was telling you, it was like, dude, we're, we're, you thought getting to this point was bad. I said, you wait until you see what's about to happen. And I really didn't yeah, think we were going to make it. I didn't know what it. to expect. Because I played that before yeah. and it was a difficult on the normal mode. Um, so I'm like, geez, yeah. we're on the hardest level. How are we going to do this? But so. And I was just like, yeah, let's give it a whirl, see what happens. And then, <laughs> yeah, we just fought through it and finally got it. And it was actually kind of uh, uh, encouraging. You're like, oh, man, that was that was just really, really fun. Yep. It just made it more fun doing it <laughs> on harder. Uh, so um, is there, let's see, and then I guess there's, uh, so that, Kind of the co-op. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to mention about co-op? Nope. I'm kind of disappointed that you don't see Archer and Kestrel. But I understand because Kestrel's on the table in the infirmary. <laughs> you did see him, right? So, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think Ar- Archer and Kestrel and uh, Conviction had a good backstory to it. Well, maybe they can if work read about DLC them and they or are. something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the multiplayer. The one thing I really liked about this this game was that all the multiplayer achievements could be done in a private match. So it made it very easy to get all this stuff that you may not be able to do in a in a regular match against people who have been playing this forever. Because um, I I tried to join one. Man, I was just getting to school. Man, it's like bam, just you know. Spawn dead, you know, just because I don't know how the game works and I'm still trying to learn all the tools and you go against these guys that have been playing Spies versus Mercs for a long time and are real good at it. They, you know, they just know how this game plays. So it made it very complicated. So it was nice to be able to knock all that type of stuff out by just playing in a private match with friends. Um, and that actually was a good time. Um, have either of you guys actually done any multiplayer, you know, out, not in a private match, just going out there and playing against with randoms. Yeah, I did. I actually did yeah. quite a bit the first two weeks or so it was out. And how'd you like the multiplayer and their new their new take, I guess, if you will, on the spies versus mercs? Well, having come from playing a lot of chaos theory spies versus mercs, I thought it was just as good. I know a lot of people are really upset about it's not the same. I would definitely say that it's not the exact same game. Of course, they have to iterate and change it some. So I thought it was it was just as fun. I mean, the fact that I ended up with 
the, all the randoms that I ended up playing with were really good and really were good about teamwork and using their headsets and it made it a good experience. So I think the people you play with kind of like you said, do make a huge difference. Of course. Um, I think it played really smoothly. I think that, I mean, I didn't end up with any glitching at all. In the, I don't know, probably 30 or 40 matches that I played. Um, I never really had any problems with it. Everything played exactly how I would expect it to play. How about you, Stuart? You played some online, didn't you? I played a little bit, and I freaking hate it. Well, I shouldn't say I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I went on by myself, and nobody talked, and we're all low levels. Nobody talked. Nobody, they were just playing Call of Duty. You know, (laughs) they're just running around shooting you, and then they camp your spawn point, and uh, I I rage quit a couple of times. Um, (laughs) But there was other things where, you know, uh, the opposing team's the spies, and I'm the merc. And the dude jumps from, like, 15 feet away and kills me. And I try to do the same thing. And I'm, you know, like I was complaining earlier about uh, the, the climbing and jumping. You know, it's all the same button. Well, it's the same thing in Spies versus Merc. So I'm trying to push X to jump on the dude, and all of a sudden I climb up a damn wall. I'm like, what? No. And so then because I move, instead of killing the guy, I move up the wall. He notices me on his radar, turns up, and kills me. And it's just, I'm so glad the achievements were done. You can do them in private um, because I don't think I would have had any of the multiplayer achievements, like the weekly challenges, the daily challenges, because unless you have a group of people playing at this, like uh, friends, like four guys playing against four randoms, not a big deal because then you're all talking, you're on the same page. But if you're in there by yourself against complete randoms i would say good luck but that was just my my experience of it other overall um like i you play a lot of uh spies versus merc classic i never really liked that because i never did play it in pandora tomorrow or in chaos theory but uh the new spy versus merc blacklist where you can have all that extra suit like the the virtual ghillie suit where you can kind of go invisible um, yeah. where the mercs can have, have the, the drone. Like, I think that's, that's kind of neat in a sense. You know, it's bringing, I would say, Ghost Recon and Splinter Cell together because of, you know, the, the sniper in Ghost Recon has that camel, active camel, and they brought it into, into this. And then the drones and they kind of just mixed it all, which actually made it really, really neat and just makes you think a little bit more on, like, how am I going to get to that guy? Yeah, it was uh, one thing I found out is I don't like playing as a merc. I, I couldn't stand the first person mode. Um, and I, I'd say in a campaign, I, I hated when I was playing as, um, is, it, is it Jacobs? Uh, Briggs. Briggs. Briggs? Mm-hmm. Man, where am I getting Jacobs? <laughs> I think that's probably Mass Effect. Um, but, uh, yeah, I hated playing as him because he was first person, and I'm like, oh, this it was <laughs> when I first came up, I was like, what just happened? And you've got none of the cool to- toys that Sam has, um, and I, I hated that in the multiplayer. It's like, no, I want to play as a spy so I can be that kind of third person, which is weird because I'm such a, a fan of first person shooters. It just did not work in this game. It's like, no, 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 put me back in the the spy mode. So, 
Yeah, I did not like that aspect. I, I wouldn't. I couldn't play Spies versus Mercs because I'd hate to be on the Merc side. It just would drive me nuts. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. All right. Well, I I I can't think. I think we've pretty much covered the game. Um. I know myself. Um. It sounds like we all absolutely thumbs up. Top of the game of the you know if not game of the year it's um, definitely up there. Um, so I know I can say this is a guaranteed must must own game for your collection. Uh, this is something every 360 owner should have. Um, is there any any other comments or things that you guys want to want to share or thoughts about the game? How about the collector's edition? I got the one with the paladin. I still okay. cannot get that plane to fly. <laughs> I've I've literally I've literally thrown that thing with the throttle full full throttle and it's not even I think that's full of crap what they show because uh yeah I cannot get that thing to stay in the air at all man that's that's frustrating because that was some, yeah. that was some extra coin you laid out for that I'm sure <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah but you know I did get all the DLC I got the graphic novel. Um, the plane is actually pretty cool. It's styrofoam <clears throat> with, uh, two big impellers on it, which actually create a lot of thrust, but I have no idea why that thing does not want to take off. So. Uh, maybe. If you could say, if you. Hmm? Huh? Oh, I was going to, what were you going to say? No, no, go ahead. What you were talking about, about the plane. I was like, I don't like if. If you don't want to, if you don't want to spend the money, then don't. Because it's, for me personally, I don't know about Democulus because he had the same thing. If he got his plane to fly, but probably best bet, go buy the game. And then if you want the comp graphic novel, which I kind of wanted as well, look on eBay. Um, cause yeah, like if you wanted to fly around and do all kinds of just, well, just flying around in circles, it doesn't work. For me, anyways. I'll have to maybe look up on their forums and see if anyone else is complaining about that plane. See if there's any uh, yeah, issues. Yeah, or... well, well, apparently they have a one-year warranty on it, but since I'm stuck up here, I can't really do anything yet. So when you get back maybe home, maybe I'll call it up. Yeah, yeah get, exactly. Get that thing. Maybe there's just something wrong with that one, and they can get you one that works. So yeah, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up um, all our our talk on Splinter Cell Blacklist. Um, I, if I had to rate it, I'd rate it five stars. I mean, you know, five out of five. I just, um, I, I'd almost say this. You know, I, I don't know of a perfect game, but this this game comes so close to being perfect. Um, I, I just don't know of another game that would deserve ten out of ten. If if you know we're doing a rating scale of ten, I would probably put this at a ten. Um, there just Having to find something, trying to find something wrong with it and going, I don't know. I mean, I think that says a lot. And Ubisoft, uh, they did a, a great job um, making this game. Uh, just, or, well, I guess it was, who, who's the actual developer? Um, I'm, I'm drawing a, uh, a blank on it right now. I know who it is. It is Ubisoft, right? Yeah, it is, it is Ubisoft. Yep. It is Ubisoft. It's like yeah. Ubisoft, Montreal, or... Something like that. I guess much Montreal. Yep. So, yeah. and for a bunch of Canadians, they did pretty good. But even, um, <laughs> exactly. Well, 
they listed as Ubisoft Toronto, Montreal, Shanghai, and Red Storm were the four development teams. So there was a lot of people involved. But an absolutely fantastic game, so I'm very pleased. Um, I, I hope they... the glitches, like just little glitches, it just you can easily overlook that to give it like the ten. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's so polished out the gate. It was I've not seen yeah. a game that that polished, and I, they they have they have. Well, I should put the game back in. I don't think they've had an update other than to, for the DLC. I think that was the only title update they put out on the 360, anyways. Yep, that's it. <laughs> So, um, I don't. I don't even think they're going to need one. <laughs> uh, the game just is so good. Um, in fact, I'm looking at their the the technical issues in the in the wiki page. They they list some things for the Windows version of the game, but uh, that's it. I mean, it's just and I, I just I was a great experience. So, very good quality title. Um, so we got one last thing here because I gotta ask you guys this just this story broke tonight and I was so excited so I wanna I wanna know what your guys' thoughts are. Are you looking forward to Sniper Elite Three? <laughs> uh, I haven't played any of the other ones, so I can't say that I am, but I might look into it. Um, definitely, if you I don't know if. Um, Brian, if you use Game, um, Gamefly or not, but uh, definitely check out Sniper Elite V2. Um, I never played the original one. I think it was on the original Xbox. Um, but uh, it's a World War II game, and it's a sniper game. But, oh my goodness, it, it is absolutely some of the best fun I've ever had in a World War II game. Okay, I'll have to check it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought it. I own it. Um, it. It's one of those. I've, I've thousanded it out, you know. It's, it's just... I played through multiple times, played it on the hardest difficulty. It's actually doable um, on its hardest difficulty, but uh, it is a great sniping game. And they just announced and put a video out that I did post on our Facebook right before we started talking tonight. The trailer's up there. The trailer's not that interesting, um, but I, I just, you know, when I saw the, the story, Sniper 3 Elite debut trailer, <laughs> I'm like, yes, the next game is coming. And it looks like it takes place in Africa. So, because <laughs> um, that's even in the title, it says Af- Africa. So, in the. Is it the same guy? I don't know, you know if it's it the same main character. I, I, I don't know. Um, it is the. It takes the series protagonist. OSS operative Carl Fairburn, so um, uh, World War II air adventures to North Africa. So yeah, I guess it's the same guy. It says it's the, the series protagonist. So hmm. I, I'm excited. Um, I, I really love Sniper Elite V2. It was that was one of my oh my goodness, you know, uh, made me want to actually go buy an actual original Xbox and get a copy of the original Sniper Elite game. Um, just to play it, so... <laughs> Maybe I'll forget yeah, that. Bullet either. time probably isn't the same. I'm sure it's not. You can never go back. I liked Hitman Absolution. It was the first Hitman game I played. I bought that HD collection. I'm like, oh, I played, the, tried to play through the first game, and it was horrible. <laughs> I'm like, ew, uh, we're not touching this again, so... But, um, yeah, Sniper Elite 3 is coming out uh, next year. It will be on next-gen hardware, so... I am actually stoked on that. So I'll probably talk about it in the next podcast. So if you're listening, Fantastic. you'll probably hear it. But obviously, I'm going to talk about it in the next podcast. So 
But uh, if you guys hadn't seen it yet, uh, check out our Facebook group, and you can watch the trailer. I posted it up there. So, But I guess that's it. So uh, I appreciate you guys coming on and, and talking a little Splinter Cell. Um, again, if you guys, anybody out there, the two of you, want to play co-op, hit me up. I, I got nothing to play right now. Everyone else is playing GTA V, so I'm, I'm wide open for, for Splinter Cell. So... <laughs> Uh, but uh, with that, I will. I am. I'm Mark, aka Wingman709. I'm taking off. I'm Stu um, Carbide from the Great Way North. So, you guys, have a good night. I'm Brian, Invasive Parapin. Thanks for uh, listening.